Welcome to Craggy Island Rugby. It's the Newcastle rematch game. We're up here at a blustery Kingston Park in Newcastle. It's a nice, bright day, uh, but a little bit chilly. Um, and we're expecting a decent match because on a 4G pitch, there should be no reason why there shouldn't be one. Yeah, I'm just looking here, Alan, at Finney Beelham. I see Danny Pullman out on the pitch. I see Jimmy Duffy, our forwards coach, all just walking around. What are we? Yeah, as you said, we've, we've got quite a while before they're going to be out doing the warm-ups. And the Newcastle team were out there in the big huddle a few minutes ago, looking serious, looking fired up. They need a win. They do indeed. They haven't won at home this season, apart from the NSI game, which I'm not sure really counts. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, the we're worst about thing about it is they've been well beaten at home as well. Uh, two games where they were beaten to three points and, and hammered the other team getting the bonus point. And, and even the first game, Gloucester got a bonus point. We're 27-3 up at half time. I think it finished 39-27 or something. That was it, yeah. Yep. But. Uh, yeah, they haven't played well at home. I think the home fans will be expecting... We just chat, chatting Dean Smith there from Newcastle Radio, and he was saying that the home fans will be looking for a performance first and foremost. I'd say as well as that, they'll be demanding a win. But, uh, but the main thing is they want to see some good rugby. And I think there's a good chance they'll get that, because there's no question while Connacht are heavily uh, depleted, I think they're going to try and play some good rugby here. I think so. Like They've strengthened up the team. They, they had seven academy players last week. They've only got one this week. Um, and they've got quite a lot of their first-team guys on the bench as well. So... Um, we're expecting a good performance from Connacht, but um, we're doing very well to win it. We'll talk again at 20 minutes. Yeah, we've got some commentary to do. Oh, of course. We won't talk again at 20 minutes. No, <laughs> we'll talk again after the game. Maybe I'll edit in some commentary and we do a half-time update. We do a half-time. Yeah, all right. Scrum to Connacht in the Newcastle 22. They trail by five points to nil, attacking that South Terrace that's covered. And the Connacht fans are down there. Parada's way over here on the right wing. The scrum is five metres in from the touchline on the left wing. Adi Olokan's in position to be a first receiver if needed. He's going to come up off this and take a lovely step. Nia Adi Olokan makes an extra six metres. Seven metres shy of the try line, Connacht. And they're going to try and smash it up. Brown takes it on a few yards. Connacht clear out well. Quick ball could work here. Carty, a skip pass out to Pullman. Pullman holds it. He's going in for the try. Danny Poolman is the over. It's a try for Connacht. Brilliant stuff from Poolman. Wonderful attacking play. And Connacht have got level and their fans on that terrace are celebrating. And that's the first time we've managed to, you know, straighten the ball up, get quicker rook ball in their 22. It's the first time we've managed to recycle it at that speed and get the ball out. It was a lovely pass and, and Poolman did really well to hold on to the pass because he bobbled it initially um, and then made the right decision to step inside and score. That's five tries in six starts for Danny Pullman this season. Incredible statistic. He's and missed a lot of a true injury, but when he's fit, he is so effective. Yeah, and like playing from fullback, which is not a natural position for, for yeah. Danny. I don't think he's ever played there. That I, that To my knowledge, he's always either played in the centre or on the wing. The roar from the Connick fans behind the goal there. There is a lot of them there at this time of year on the 20th of December going over to uh, Newcastle. Okay, Rob, it's half time, it's five all, cracking match. Yeah, it's been outstanding. We've been really enthused by it. We didn't know what to expect. And I think we, for the first time, both of us felt just a little bit pessimistic coming into this because of all the changes, because of the challenges, and because of the fact that Newcastle are full strength. But I'm just, I'm really, really impressed. This team continues to impress me week after week. And all these changes, and they're, they're just being so strong, so consistent with the ball. Probably very unfortunate not to have more points on the board. Yeah, indeed. We were just talking to Conor McPhillips there who said that uh, yeah. the break that, that Owen made in the very first minute of the game where he was tackled just before the line, he was released, which meant he should have been allowed to pick up and go again. But we don't have a video referee yet again. We don't have a TMO to go and check these things, which is uh, a bit unfortunate. It seems to happen to Connacht a bit too much these days.
the scrum for Newcastle. Five metres from the Connick line, 15 metres in for the touchline. Great counter shot from Connick, but they're under pressure now. Ayew and Conan O'Donnell doing the best. Ayew's been driven back. Penalty to Newcastle. Looked like Connick were holding it initially. Takalua takes the quick tap penalty as he held up. Connick have been penalised for not retreating. Yellow, yellow card. This is a disastrous start to the second half for Connick. Yeah, yellow card coming up. Yeah, didn't get back 10 metres. Masterson Although, is gone. And a penalty try against Connacht. Yellow card and a penalty try. I mean, that's very, very harsh because you're not allowed to take a quick penalty inside from the five-metre line. And my, that's as far as I know, and he took that penalty from about three metres out. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't understand the rules quite, um, quite correctly. But I understood that once the penalty was inside the five-meter line, you weren't allowed to take a fast penalty like that. Well, Pat Lamb will be fuming about that. The first half, Connick got. We we heard at half time the Connick were actually uh, Masterson's double movement. He wasn't held. The video showed for from a Connick point of view, anyways. Uh, and Connick had a try disallowed. And now Newcastle get a try in controversial circumstances. And we have a yellow card against Masterson. So as I look at the clock, 42 minutes gone, and this whole game changes. 12 points to 5 to Newcastle, extra man. so many different players here come Newcastle scrum it's driving towards the line penalty try number two of the game for Newcastle oh, and now a bit of a bust up underneath the post after it one of the Connick players might have come away with the ball much to the frustration of Newcastle but this game is uh, getting a little bit fe uh, feisty now second penalty try of the game the first wasn't from a scrum but the second one very much is and with 24 minutes to go, it's done and dusted as far as the result, barring a miracle comeback from Connick. 22 points to 5, 17-point margin with a conversion to come, which should make it 24-5 and a 19-point margin. Connick, they're going to get a victory here today and it's been a disappointing second half really I know Newcastle have been outstanding Alan but it's so disappointing from a Connick point of view to be in such a good position at half time and to see it slip away so quickly and it did come from that you know that mistake early in the second half when we, we lost the ball inside our own 22 and we haven't seemed to recover from that really Cardi with the restart yeah Connick have only had one decent spell of possession since then and Newcastle now will play with open rugby and they'll entertain their home support who are long overdue a home win of this magnitude 24 points to 5 another brilliant piece of attacking play from Hammersley I think it is the fullback yeah. wonderful from Hammersley got through two tackles he's breaking the length of the field and Connacht are in real trouble Pullman can't take him down Adi Alokan does take him down but here they go again on the next phase Young brings it out Connacht are really starting to fall apart now all of a sudden and Newcastle are in for the try Oh, nightmare territory for Pat Lamb's men now. 23 minutes to go. This could be a huge score all of a sudden after such a great first half to play. Yeah, Hammersley's been incredible. He's given any space and he, he really runs. He's a, he's a big, tall man and he's got a fantastic turn of pace. And, uh, you know, the Connacht guys just don't seem to be able to handle him. And he's picking out the forwards. Every time he, you know, any time he's getting the ball, he's looking for where the forwards are in the line. He's just gliding past them. First time this season they're going to have to come off uh, a pretty heavy defeat, 29 points to 5. Could have been a lot worse though because the fifth try coming, what was it, with 24 minutes to go, but Connacht have dug in well since. They have, they've, they've again shown, shown their strength and adversity, shown that they'll, you know, they'll keep fighting, they'll keep working. With Pat Lamb after <clears throat> what is the first big defeat of the season anyways, 29 points to 5. Uh, remarkable turnaround after half-time, got away very quickly in that second half. 
Yeah, I mean, we, um, you know, we had an op- um, probably played some good rugby in the first 20 minutes. We just didn't get points. You know, we we thought we had a try because he wasn't held, but the ref, uh, um, you know, called for um, double movement. And uh, I suppose not having a TMO is hard for for everyone. Um, and then we probably had a lot of uh, a lot of attack. We just didn't. We just weren't clinical and executing. Um, and then we made a, a bad defensive error, and um, we turned the ball over, and, and uh, they they broke through on a. Uh, on a defensive error and five nil, and then we came back and scored a very good try. For, you know, five also at half time was very much about being at the right end of the pitch and uh, um, you know and putting the pressure on. And you know we we straight at half time we, we 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 didn't use the win well, and we turned ball over and we came in and, and um, probably the big call was the the penalty try because as the scrum collapsed, you know as a number eight, you know you got a you got a quick tap from the back of the scrum, not from five meters and. And uh, so to get a uh, you know uh, a penalty try plus uh, lose lose uh, Owen Masterson uh, was it was it was a big point. But um, and then in that period of time they, they 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 I mean they played some good rugby in that second half too. And we fell off tackles and and uh, but it was a big momentum shift there and uh, and uh, fair play to Newcastle. Really good rugby in the first half. Yeah. Three four visits to the 22 really good platforms what, what's missing in that clinical edge like I mean obviously we know it's a hugely changed side yeah. but is, is it certain players that you're missing that would have made a difference or is it just mistakes no I think just composure in there you know like mm. uh, there's moments where we'll look back and we see, we spoke about it in the change room we'll look at the video and we'll see opportunities and and, uh, and and we said like these sort of games well all the games are learnings and um, and, and particularly for some of the young guys, but you know, I suppose losing Peter Rob, we only had nine fitbacks, so we lost Peter, and then we lost uh, Danny. So you know, Caelan Blade finished out in the wing, and uh, Ports came in. Um, you know, certainly we it was just we were hanging in there, and uh, we we're under severe pressure in that uh, that second half. But I think the um, uh, main thing when we got into those areas, we just it was right through, just weren't clinical and, and just being composed. There's always say the defence are the ones that are under pressure when you get into that uh, red zone, and so. It's um, about just being patient. By our count, there's 45 players now being used in 13 games. Are, are you looking towards next week at having a lot of guys back that are close enough to coming back? Where are you? On yeah, that? we're not sure. I mean, losing Peter and Danny today was was, was, was a big loss. Um, uh, but we'll we'll get back tomorrow. It's only a short turnaround, and um, hopefully there's there's a few boys there that might come through. Um, but wasn't counting on losing those two as, as well. So, uh, well, again, we'll get back tomorrow morning. We're back and you know, we, we don't get home till two in the morning. And then um, I've just shifted everything back to the afternoon and we'll, um, we'll, we'll assess then and then see what, what we can uh, pick for the, for the weekend. But there's no kind of... The, the intensity was still there today. You you're all seem to be very frustrated with the way that got away from you. You're not necessarily, you weren't focused on Ulster until now, I presume. Yeah, it was. And I, I think you saw the momentum shift once um, you know they scored a couple of tries and then we started falling off tackles and I knew then... You know, we're just hanging in now, and um, you know Newcastle got their tails up, and they started uh, really moving the ball and, and and played well. Craig, uh, it's an unusual situation here now because Connacht well beaten for the first time this season. Uh, must be really disappointing to start with. Yeah, like I was just saying, there, I think the initial feeling is disappointment at the end of the game. There, um, tough one for us now. I think we started the game actually quite well. The first half, we were kind of on top territory-wise, playing into that strong breeze, but um, we just didn't, you know get those scoring opportunities that we should have we didn't convert a few of them and 
we didn't start the second half great then we talked about kind of our exits and stuff and playing with the wind but we probably didn't use it as good as we should have now and uh, we struggled to turn that momentum then when they got on top of us and it's something we're going to have to look at now deeply disappointing like you said we haven't had many of those kind of results or performances this season so it's something we're going to have to look at now to turn it around for what's a short week for us coming up what was interesting is despite all the changes it was a typical conic start it was like watching them in Toman Park it was uh, phases building retaining possession that seemed to rattle Newcastle and gave you a lot of confidence that first 10-15 minutes yeah I think so and that's something we talk about you know whoever's in that position you know we want to we want to stay playing with our systems and our shape there and you know when we do it well we know that we can like put teams under pressure and we created a good few scoring opportunities there we just didn't convert them and uh, yeah you know going forward we're going to have to look at that now how we can kind of finish those few little things and just keep the foot on those teams and keep the pressure on where we can get those scores and not let them off too easily so uh, yeah it's going to be a tough review now looking at it what we can fix but um, you know I think the mind will be fairly well focused for, for a big uh, derby game now Craig a uh, professional rugby player doesn't get to enjoy Christmas like the average person <laughs> I know yeah that's for sure um, I will use the old Christmas dinner excuse for carb loading anyway that's for sure but um, no uh, yeah it's, it's, it's you know it's a busy old schedule for us now over Christmas but at the same time you know, these, these are the big games that we're looking forward to huge one against yeah, Ulster now exactly. they've beaten Toulouse you probably haven't even heard that they've won away in Toulouse today 25-23 they're coming in on a high okay. it's, a, it's a key game yeah it? yeah no I didn't hear that result alright but like I said a key game for us now one we've got a target uh, we haven't beaten them in a while so you know one that we've really got to come out all guns blazing and you know back at home we've really got to put on a big performance and hopefully get a big crowd for it now and, and stay up near the top of that table because uh, yeah we got to we got to you know, turn this performance around now and create a big one for us next week and build some more momentum. Yeah, has the momentum been heavily broken, do you think, in terms of how you go back three games to the Munster game and then the defeat to Cardiff, good bounce back last week, but how much can you How much do you have to do to get back on to the Munster kind of flow of, of performance? Yeah, yeah, it's tough, maybe a small bit, but at the end of the day, I think we knew kind of, you know, things that... You know, shape and stuff was there. We just didn't convert a few opportunities. I think it would have been a different game if that first half had kind of gone our way a bit more. And I don't think we'll get too disheartened about it at the end mm-hmm. of the day. You know, a lot of guys who were playing out of position there and stuff like that at the end of the day and a bit more experienced. But, um, you know, I reckon we'll have a good look at it now in the video. We'll get hopefully a few more bodies back in now. And, uh, you know, I, I reckon lads will be, you know, it won't take much to get us up for this game this following weekend anyway. post-game section of the podcast. Alan forgot to say Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. There you go, and until I say Lindy McKenzie's on the podcast. And a happy Christmas to everyone, too. Yeah, everyone. And on the D story of the game, Connacht have lost by 29 points to 5. That was the voice of uh, Craig Ronaldson. You heard Pat Lamb before it. Whew. We might have even thrown in a bit of Dean Richards that I caught, because there's one or two little snippets in there. That we'll do that here. later. We'll do that later. Right. We'll drop that in somewhere. Just remind me to drop that in somewhere. All Lindy, right. first reactions on Connick's first heavy defeat of the season and third defeat of the season. I'm not disappointed necessarily with a loss, but I wouldn't have expected quite that magnitude of defeat. But when you do have to take into consideration the 19 registered players missing the injuries to the back line and let's face it a lot of those players haven't played very many games for Connors, particularly the young ones you know, okay, Pagla might say there's no excuses for being lack, lacking you know, being not clinical or no excuses for defensively sometimes or the lack of composure but we always knew that Newcastle were going to be better over here they're mm. not in the first half but when they got that sniff, they certainly turned it on, whatever Dean Richards said at halftime they turned it on in the second half we didn't help ourselves we didn't kick for for position in the second half we did lose our composure and you could see that when, when you, we lost Owen Masterson we were, we were struggling for numbers and we were clinging clinging on and 
you know, it's, it's, it's not the end of the world. As Pat Lamb says, we're still in pole position. It has opened the door to the other teams, both Brief and Newcastle, who are now on uh, 11 points, just mm-hmm. two behind Connacht. So now Connacht know that they have to go to Brief and they have to win. And in the meantime, they will take lessons from it. There's young players out there who will have gained valuable experience from that. They won't like having lost by that margin, and they certainly won't like being the ones to have lost by that margin coming on a run of such a, such a successful run. So, as Pat Lamb would say, put it behind us, move on, Ulster, Leinster, Scarlets. Yeah, I've just talked to a couple of them here in the airport as we're sort of mooching through security while we took off our boots and our belts and our bag and emptied all the bags. So I had plenty of time to talk to them as you did all that stuff. And, yeah, they're, they're pretty good at it, especially the younger guys. They were really, really disappointed, which is great to see. You know, certainly after being in Munster a couple of weeks ago and watching how some of the old guys reacted half an hour later and didn't seem to have any, any sort of issues about the world, um, it's great to see our guys taking it so personally, even though, you know, they knew they were under the cash and you know last week you had Newcastle coming with seven guys from the academy and they only had one today their average age went up to 27 you know you know you've got some very experienced campaigners in there I think they said even in their pre-match thing that they had over a thousand caps of Newcastle caps playing the game <laughs> like that was probably one or two of those guys had more caps than most of our fellas put together so you know I think it was it was a good display. We just weren't able to live with the extra bit of pace and passion they brought to the second half. Um, and especially when they brought on Cicino, he, he just straightened the line so much, it suddenly put our very makeshift midfield under an awful lot of pressure. Yeah, this is game 13, Linny, and that was uh, Saba. Well, we'll have to work out how to pronounce his surname. I, I've been told it's Marenga, but uh, Dave Finn thinks otherwise. So we're going to get this right next week. But uh, he, he, he becomes player number 45 used so far. So I think that, uh, look, we can't compare with other seasons because I don't have the numbers. But I'm pretty confident that's unheard of for Connor. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's been a difficult season. You know, it, 16 games on the trot, World Cup. We knew it was going to be difficult. Pat knew it was going to be difficult. But no one expected it was going to have such an impact mm. on, on Connor. And it has, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. I think that putting these players out for a game that wasn't necessarily necessarily had to be a winnable game, yes. given the fact they're in pole position, was actually a very sensible idea. Mm-hmm. It's 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 given them the experience. Um, we haven't lost anything yet. We haven't not qualified, and those players that really needed to rest. The players like John Muldoon and Bundyaki and James Connolly and a few of the others who de- Nathan White who desperately needed rest are going to be much fresher and much better off and hopefully um, it will it will work in Connacht's favour when they when they play Ulster next week. Yeah, and when when you think about it, like we, we played so well in the first half, we just lacked a little of, a little bit of, of clinical play, as you mentioned at halftime, Lindley. To me, that you know. You could see guys just weren't used to playing with each other, so they weren't quite running the lines they wanted to run. So there was always an extra half a second taken out of the ball. So, you know, it meant that we were always struggling. And even on the try, they almost didn't make the try. <laughs> you know, after having a four on three, it, it looked as though they nearly messed it up, but they didn't. They got it right. And, and I still think they learned a lot. It was only a 20 minute section, probably less, in the second half that really sort of knocked them out. And from a team, you know, with, with that many caps and that many quality players like I was very impressed with uh, where is he Sean Robinson who they're excited about um, he was their second row he's only 6 foot 3 but my god was he effective yeah. 
He was seriously good. Um, I thought he was an excellent player. He was excellent around the field. He really caused us trouble in the lineouts. Um, they're pretty excited about him, and you can see why. I think as well as as well, you have to take out into consideration that if you gave had given um, the first try to Owen Masterson, yes, which was a legitimate try if he'd got that try and if the penalty try (laughs) the first one had not been a penalty try because it was um, tapped from the wrong spot yes then you know you're looking at changing the whole complex of the game possibly yes Mm. and unfortunately that's rugby the first one I'm not sure their scrum half took it from the right place well that's 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 what Pat Lamb said Pat Lamb said and he knows this thing as he said I know these because I was number 8 and if you if you get that scrum penalty, it has to be taken from the back. From the five metres? Yes, yes, yes. And he said, certainly he said it was not. So, therefore, Masterson had every right, every right to tackle. Yeah, yeah. Which is fair enough. Yeah, I remember it just suddenly dawned on me yeah, that he had taken it from in front of the five metre line. And we checked the rules. Someone sent us in the rules. Someone tweeted the rules to us and we double checked it. If I think it was BAM on Twitter, but anyways, yeah. Yeah, if, if there's a quick penalty... It has to be brought back to the five metre line. Yes, they can take it quickly, but it has to be taken from the five metre line. And the referee didn't let it let, didn't let that happen. Having said that, we didn't see a TV replay, replay of it because we didn't have a big screen or a TV. So maybe it was, and we don't know. But it certainly didn't look like it. After the uh, commentary, you were chatting to one of Newcastle Radio's uh, co-commentators, Tamara Taylor, 88 caps for England. Yeah, and a good long chat with her. Yeah, yeah, she's a super player. Um, We'll be playing in the Six Nations, so we'll get a chance to see her in the Six Nations in the new year. Good. And um, yeah, she was she was excellent. Uh, gave a good interview. Okay, I've got Tamara Taylor, who's a current inter- English international, um, 88 caps, I believe. Um, just want to get your thoughts on that game. Um, definitely a game of two halves. I thought um, Connaught had all the possession in the first half, and to come away with only five points is probably a bit frustrating and disappointing at half time. Um, don't know what happened at, in the half time talk to the Falcons, but the, you know, two tries in, in the space of probably I think it was about seven or eight minutes um, sort of turned the tide on the game a little bit. Um, I know Connaught have had quite a lot of injuries, so we saw that you know first half. I think it was the 13 went off with a, yeah. what looked like a concussion um, test, and he never came back. So it's probably a, quite a difficult game for them coming across here not ideal conditions and um, the rain came hammering down as well and you know Kingston Park's well known for its swirling wind and I don't think that helped with some of the kicks not making the touchline when we just needed a break in play for both teams yeah I thought it was it was um you brought on Sacchino or Sacchino in the second half and he straightened everything up yeah. all of a sudden Newcastle were coming straight at us and and we had a, a reshuffled midfield yet again yeah. I think it's about the ninth different combination we've had there this year and he's spotted that and, and Newcastle played with a much higher pace in that second half. Definitely the tempo changed and, and that sort of straight line running I think. Um, both teams I think were trying to shorten up defences by, by taking it in in the middle. Falcons used their backs a little bit more for that probably because they've got them in abundance um, yeah. uh, and, and I think I think it was it was more a case of not taking advantage of those, you know, there was right in front of us that pass that went the ref deemed as forward for Connaught which potentially had you got it to your winger he yes. was definitely going to be away. Again another almost interception just not quite there sort of felt that the the swing in the balance in the second half maybe went away from you guys it did but it's um, a great win for Newcastle that's two wins in the Europeans you'll be hoping to get a a win in the league now the next time you're home against Bath I believe yeah I think 
that's you've got to hope that the momentum that you create in a game carries on to the next week. And you know, it's it's really important for the Premiership for Falcons to to get some wins. And there's a couple of, of important games coming up with London Irish and Worcester, which are going to probably be their target games um, to try and you know, get some points in. So hopefully that momentum and a little bit of attacking rugby and a bit more sort of feel-good factor of scoring some tries and winning will will take them forwards. Just a quick question on the on the 4G pitch. I'm a bit too old now to have ever played on the 4G pitch. Um, what, what Have you played on them? What's your, what's your thoughts on them? Um, mixed emotion, actually. I think it's great in terms of, you know, as a facility and a surface, you can play on it in all conditions. You're never going to have to cancel a game or you're never going to have a scrum collapse because it's been too slippy. Um, they are hard, though. Yeah. They are really hard to land on. We played last week um, at a local pitch because there was snow up here last week. So uh, <laughs> a lot of games did get cancelled. And, and my club team played on a, on a surface like this. And it was very hard to land on. Um, when it's middle of winter, you expect it to be nice and slushy and soft. Um, <laughs> it seems to be the way the game's going at the minute. You know, more, more surfaces like this. And, you know, there's lots of... There's lots of tests done to make sure that they are safe. And I, I think the people that I've played with and against that have played on these surfaces, again, have mixed feelings. Some people love them. Some people, you know, the typical old school forwards like it when it's uh, a bit muddy and slushy. So, yeah. Mixed, <laughs> like, like, like I used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Tamara, thank you very much for your time. Oh, and uh, enjoy the rest of the season. Thank you. That was Tamara Taylor. Yeah, she wanted to know where, where she could hear this, so I, I was explaining to her where Craggy Ellen Rugby, we do a little bit of podcasting about Connacht Rugby. And she went, Craggy Ellen Rugby? I said, yeah, have you heard of Father Ted? Oh, yeah, she says, you do sound a bit like him. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, exactly. Glad you didn't hear my voice. Anyway, OK, moving on. Um, next week, Ulster. Ooh. There's, there's something on t- what's on Friday something busy there's some big no, day on no, Friday yeah, yeah oh, something's yeah. on Friday and then on Saturday it's rugby day because Connacht are playing Ulster that's a big one Lindy yeah and it's it's not the best time for Ulster to be coming down here now is it but given the fact that they've just had two great wins on the trot you know it would have been better if um, we might have faced them at a, at a different time when they had, didn't have that momentum two weeks ago literally yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah they didn't have that momentum that said you know we're at home and we have a very proud record at home this season and it's an ideal opportunity to to test the Connacht team whether it's injury free or not um, and how they and how they fear and i would i would hope that it's going to be a very very exciting open game the likes of Ulton Dillan, Ronan Lockney, James Conley, these guys who could be come back, John Muldoon perhaps, Bundy Aki, Kieran Marmion, they're just some Matt Healy, they're just some of the players who are gonna come back, we're pretty confident of. It's still not gonna be a full, full strength Connor because of some of the injuries we have, but it's gonna be a lot closer to it. That'll help. It certainly will and hopefully the weather plays ball and it doesn't get too mucky and whatever and I'm assuming that, that Ulster will be shy of a few players because they'll have to rest players they, 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 there must be players rested and you would have thought that they'd rest players for our game because then they, they have Munster the following week at home and they'd want to be beating Munster at home so hopefully that'll sort of knock a little bit of wind out of their sails but um, yeah it was a hell of a win for them today yeah, absolutely. And just, you know, you look at last year's game, Lindy, it was a real kind of standard bearer for Connacht because Ulster came down, Glasgow came down, who else came down that period of time? Ospreys. They all beat Connacht at the end of the season in key home games. It was that little bit of a difference that we suddenly saw. Connacht was still playing well. I'll give it to Alan first because you're kind of going, well, yeah, I'm leaving you on spot. But yeah, 
that was those were defining games. Be interesting to see now how much that gap is bridged. Yeah, like we were, we were still very much in the learning process. Like today's team, you know, the team we we tend to put teams that average age is 24, 25. Last year it was 22, 23. You know, we've moved up. We've got older guys who know a little bit more. They've learnt a lot more. You could see as the season went on, they learned from those games and brought that learning into the Gloucester game. Um, you know, and 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 played a fantastic game against Gloucester. Um, you know, you'd like to think that the momentum we have here and the self-confidence, because that first half display today, the self-confidence was was oh, so impressive. It shouldn't be forgotten after a 29-5 defeat how impressive that was in the first half. Yeah, and 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 we stopped the rot as well. Like, okay, maybe they took off their foot off the gas a little bit. But you mean I in the last 25 in minutes? The last yeah. 25 minutes, we played a little bit more sensibly. We did start kicking the ball down the field. We did start making them, you know, run from from somewhat deeper. So, you know, we do seem to be learning and learning quite well. I'd say there'd be a lot of players actually chomping it a bit to get back on the pitch at, at, at the sports ground. Mm. And, you know, everybody loves playing the Interpros, um, the atmosphere there, and try to get one over on, you know, one of the other provinces. And I'd say there'd be a lot of players who will be, who will be having a very quiet Christmas, um, but celebrating, hopefully on uh, St. Stephen's Night. Listeners to this podcast will have heard me asking Craig Ronaldson about uh, what, what Christmas is like. He says he, an excuse to load up on carbs. So I think he's having pasta for Christmas dinner. That's what I suggested. Anyway. Fair play to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are keen. These guys just see this game as a huge one. It's going to be pretty season-defining, really, because you know they've put themselves into a, into top spot. They're the number one Irish province at the moment, and they'll want to prove that they deserve that. And hopefully we'll see it. Just before we go... Dean Richards, a little snapshot of his yeah. funny press conference. Part of the problem was that we couldn't get that continuity in attack, and, and because they're, they're working the breakdowns better than ours, and uh, essentially we sorted that out, and uh, and we could get that continuity, then you know, caps have started to appear all over the place. Uh, so in that respect, we're pleased, pleased that we reacted to it and um, and, and solved it, and uh, yeah, pleased that uh, we came away with the result in the end. On the match, Sean Robinson, again, he's, he's just developing into a very, very good second row. He is, and uh, he's his understanding of the line-outs, but not just that, he's his all-round play, really. Uh, um, he runs the line-outs well, and then on top of that, uh, it's, it's typical of, of him, he, he made the cover tackle over here, which uh, which not many of the second rows would have been able to do on the winger. So uh, so from his side of things, he's, he's actually doing really well, and we're, we're really pleased with him. Picking on another individual, Marcus Watson came up to speak to us a couple of minutes ago. He's doing very well, he's a strong boy, isn't he? He is a strong boy. He's got quick feet. He reminds, uh, reminds me of myself when I was young, to be honest with you. You're the only um, one going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd have had a, a, a glimmer of his ability. Yeah, uh, but no, I mean he's, he's got so much, uh, so much going for him, and uh, he's, uh, he's a quality player. And it makes this group still wide open, and uh, the, the two games in Russia and against Brevia, they're going to be important games for the club, aren't they? Yeah, they are. We were disappointed we didn't come away with anything last week, and we had 11 line breaks to there too, which was. Uh, uh, which gives you an indication as to uh, the, the chances we created, and uh, we didn't score one of them, and uh, uh, or score from one of them. We, you know, we haven't scored from a roll in all, but uh, uh, but, the, but that was disappointing. And, and so we knew there were going to be chances today. It was just a case of nailing them, and uh, we did do today. Dean Richards playing at clubs all around Newcastle this <laughs> this Christmas. I don't think so, but uh, yeah, Newcastle are okay. Final thoughts? Any other business? Starting with Alan. I'm too tired for any other business. Yeah, it, just, it doesn't feel like in any other business. It's Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to Christmas. Have you loads of presents under your tree at home? 
Not yet, but I think Santa is in the process of actually sorting them all out, and I'm sure they'll be coming down the chimney. I like the way Santa works, because that's the way I work. I start Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I'll be, I have to go back into the, the, the shop now to get something that's um, for my... For, for Santa from my house because he asked me to help him out on this on this particular present and I've been told I have no choice so yeah I'm going back into your the son shop. is 22 well, of course me, 23 <laughs> yeah that's a fact he is now yeah Rob it all depends on whether you've been naughty or nice oh, well I think that's uh, straightforward uh, no presents for Rob okay that's it folks we'll be back and yeah we work through Christmas hard workers as we are we'll talk to you after Stephen's day let's hope Connick go better against Ulster thanks guys